0: Hey, today is Celebration Sunday. It's a big day for us. We're gonna celebrate all that God did. How many of you know it's important for you to look back and celebrate and uh, look back and see all that God has done? God did, has done so much in 2018, and uh, and we're looking forward into 2019 too. We believe 2019 is gonna be a great year, and uh, excited about that. My my prayer has been the same. Uh, I don't know if y'all heard the prayer. A guy prayed. He, he asked God, God, may 2019, may my may my check account be big and my body be thin. <laughs> And then he finished it off with, and don't mix it up like you did last year. Come on. I mean, no. Don't mix that one up, God. So we are excited for 2019, but we do want to take some time to pause and, and just look back at 2018. Now, I know, listen, 2018 might have not have been a great year. It might have been a hard year. It might have been a difficult year. But how I many know God can use hard and difficult and still make it great? Some of us look back at our hardest years, and they were our best years. As we look back and see, but hey, new year, new beginning, all new things that God wants to do. And this year we want to bring you on a journey, the same journey we've been trying to bring people on really for the last 19 years as a church. Because following God is really all about a journey. It's not just about a destination. It is about a journey, journeying with Jesus, and and uh, and so we want to bring you on a journey together. And so, if you have some notes, um, we're gonna we're gonna read some some scripture together. And then you got a uh, you got a little noisemaker when you walked in today. How many got a noisemaker? Come on, let, let's hear it real quick. You got a chance. There you go. Yeah. Hey. If you would have brought this into church when you were younger, come on, how many know you would have been killed? (laughs) You would have been killed. You got one to come into church today, and that is because we're going to share in just a little bit uh, numbers and stories of what people have done, and so we're going to celebrate. We thought it would be better than just clapping. We're going to celebrate with some noisemakers today, but I believe 2019 can be your greatest year ever, if it's your greatest year spiritually. How many believe that to be true? 2019 can be your greatest year ever, if it is your greatest year spiritually. And one of our main goals as a church is, of course, to help you spiritually. But I believe, how many know, if you let God help you spiritually, come on, how many know it's gonna help you financially, relationally, physically, emotionally, all other areas, when God intervenes, He's like water. He soaks up every, every crack that he can get into. And so today I want to share with you a passage of Scripture that is really the driving force behind the four steps that we want to bring you on. It's found in Ephesians. And uh, you see this four step actually all throughout Scripture. But in Ephesians, the Apostle Paul has a prayer for the church, the church of Ephesus. And this is his prayer, and I, and I want to introduce you to his prayer. And this is our prayer that we have for you as well. And it says this, I ask the God of our master, Jesus Christ, to make you intelligent. Come on, how me say, give me some of that this year? 2019, God made me intelligent. And discerning, now watch this, in knowing him, everybody say that word with me, knowing him personally, personally knowing him personally. And, and so our first step this year in 2019, our prayer is that you would know God. And she would know God. We're going we're to walk through these. I'm going to break each one of these down in just a minute. But we want you to know God. We want you to know him personally. And, and how many know, in the South, everybody knows about God. I mean, we're in the South. Everybody knows about God. But not many people actually know God. It's a difference. I mean, some of you that are here, maybe you're brand new and, and you know about me. Maybe you've, you follow me on Facebook or maybe you've seen me before and you may know about me. And, and I know a lot about how people know me based off of what they call me. So if someone, you know, if I pick up the phone and, and someone calls, hey, can I talk to Mr. Bolts? Like I know they don't know me. Uh, I'm sorry. There's no Bolts that live here. There's a belt that lives here. Okay, there's, that's one level of knowing. That's maybe a, a, a caller that's trying to sell me something. And then if someone calls and says, hey, can I talk to Pastor Josh? Okay, then I know they probably know what I do. If someone calls me and says, hey, can I talk to PJ? Then I know they probably know me at a little bit of a deeper level. If someone calls me and says, hey, can I talk to my sexy muchacho? Okay, then I know that, that, that woman knows me at a whole nother level. And there's only one person that can call and say that. So if any of you call and say that, you will be hung up on immediately. <laughs> it's different based off of what you call me is, is based off of how well you know me. And the same is with God. If, we, if our prayers are like, God, the majestic father of all creation, of heaven, and okay, like, you probably don't know God. But how many know in scripture, that's why a lot of times God wants want you to call him daddy, father. Come on, that's a different knowing. How many of you felt like in 2018, you really got to know God this year, like personally know God? Not just know about God, but know God. And then then he goes on, he says, and that your eyes would be focused and clear. That not only would you know God, but that you would go into step two, which is that you would begin to find freedom. That even though you know God, how many know we can still see things through dingy, cloudy eyes. And so God wants us to get some clear focus this year. And then he goes on and says, so that you can see exactly what he's calling you to do. And this is our step three, which is our discovering of purpose. That God has a calling for you, that God wants something for you to do. And then he goes on and grasps the immensity of this glorious way of life he has for his followers. And this is step four, this is idea of making a difference. That this is the four-journey step that we want to continually bring you on, and that it's not just a one-step thing, that we're constantly taking steps, so we're knowing God personally, we're finding freedom, discovering our purpose, and make a difference. So let's jump in today with number one, know God. Write this down, know God. Now we do this within our weekend services. So within every value that we want to teach you and take you on, we have a we have something that we do as a church to help you in that. So How we help you know God is through our weekend services, and and that's what we want to create. We want to create an experience on the weekends when you come that you don't just learn about God, but that you experience God, that you have an encounter with God, that you walk away from this place and go, I don't know what it was, but there was something there that I want more of. Come on, how many, when you first got here, when you walked away, that that was your reaction? Man, I don't know what that was, but I want some more of it. And that, that's our prayer because how many know we don't want just our church to be full on Sunday, we want you to know God on Monday. Because yeah. how many know it doesn't help if you learn about God on Sunday, but it doesn't help you on Monday. So we want a God that that knows. And and so we always talk about man the, the importance of giving your heart fully to God. And so you, you'll hear us talk about that a lot. Why does it matter? Why does knowing God matter? Why, I want you to write these down. These are just some side points. First off, is that heaven and hell are real places, they're real places. And the second part to that is that we're all gonna live somewhere forever. All of us in here. Heaven and hell are real places. We're all gonna live somewhere forever. And so our passion every Sunday is to give people an opportunity really to know God. Because we we want them to, of course, spend eternity in heaven. How many know you're not guaranteed that this won't possibly be your last Sunday? And so we always wanna make sure every weekend that we give opportunities for people really to know God. That's why the most important part of our service of the hour, hour and 15 minutes that we have every weekend, is really the last seven minutes, five to seven minutes of the message where we give an opportunity for people to respond to the gospel. To say, okay, we're going to, with all heads bowed and all eyes closed, if you want to know God, if you want to have a relationship with him, we want you to shoot your hand up. And listen, we, when, when that moment happens, I want you to hear me closely. That is the most important part of this whole service. That is not an opportunity for you to start looking for your keys. It's an opportunity for you to start praying for your road. Because how many of you know, someone has brought someone here that they're believing that they're going to have an encounter with God. Any of you in here, I, I've had people tell me, Pastor Josh, when you said all, I, all head bowed and all eyes closed, I kept my eyes open. Is that okay? Absolutely. Only if you invite somebody. Because <laughs> there's nothing more exciting than when you have invited somebody, whether it's a husband that has finally said, okay, I'm going to go. Or a, or a spouse or a brother or a sister or an uncle or a coworker, and they come in here and you know we're getting to that part and your heart is kind of beating because you're wondering what's going to happen with them. Are they going to respond because you know they really need Jesus and then it comes to that part where we say would you raise your hand and then you look across and you see a loved one or a coworker shoot their hand up. How many know there's no greater feeling in the world? See your kids shoot their hand up. There's no greater feeling in the world. Listen, the goal of every Sunday message is not hands clapped, it's hands raised. Are y'all with me here? It's not hands clapped. We love hands clapped, but we love more hands raised. Because how many of you know, we want to throw a party in heaven. Every Sunday, we want to throw a party in heaven. We want to see God do incredible things here every single weekend. And so, all right, get your noisemakers out. Come on, get them out. I want to share with you in 2018 all that God did when it came to people knowing God. Y'all ready? This is huge. In 2018, here at OSC Jennings, we saw 804 hands raised to be born again. Come on, somebody! It's awesome. Yeah, you can't be late, though. Don't be the late guys, Okay. (laughs) we're going to do, we got to do it all together. Come on. 804, 804, 804. Now here's the cool part. We do have ushers that will take them out of your hands if you go too late. I'm just letting you know. Come out. So here's the average. Watch this. This is crazy. 52 Sundays out of the year. This is an average of 15 people giving their heart to Jesus every single Sunday. Do you know that that is not normal? Do you understand that? There are some churches that see 15 people give their lives the whole year. We saw 804 people give their lives to Jesus throughout the year. Come on, how many know this is God reaching people, changing lives, and people ask, Pastor Josh, why do y'all count? Like I hear y'all, like you know, we bow our heads and then I hear one, two, three, four. Why do y'all count? Here's why we count, because behind every hand that is raised is a person, And every person, listen, behind every person that raises their hand, come on, how many know they got a name? And that name has a story, and that story matters to God. So all 804 people, come on, how many know those are people that got a story that God touched them in some way? They were in an attic that God touched. They were depressed. They walked in, saw God. They didn't believe their marriage could work, raised their hand, said, God, I'm all in. Come on, how many know that was the beginning part of God doing something new in their life? And so let's not listen. Every time you hear those numbers, you should be celebrating in your heart. God, that's another. That's another. That's another. That's another. The Bible says that heaven rejoices when one, and we're seeing fifteen every weekend. It's so powerful. John in Revelations chapter uh, ch- uh, chapter twelve says that there are three things, three things that are powerful enough to defeat the enemy. Three things. You wanna know in 2019, man, the enemy is after me? There's three things that you can do that defeat the enemy. Here's what it says. They defeated him through the blood of the lamb, that Jesus, what he did on the cross is enough. But they also had bold word of their witness and they weren't in love with themselves. They were willing to die for Christ. So notice these things, that the blood of Jesus defeated the enemy. But also their, their bold word defeated their enemy. They were a witness to what God had did in their lives. And I want to talk about this bold word of their witness. Because most of you don't realize you have a story, and your story matters. Your story is one of the greatest gifts that God has given you to help free somebody else. And so today, I don't want to just share statistics and numbers and even though that's incredible, I actually want to go a little bit deeper, and I want, to, I want to get some names and some faces and some people behind these numbers, and I want their stories to impact you. See, it's one thing for you to hear it from me. It's another thing for you to hear it from people sitting in your seat that have encountered God. So I have three stories I'm going to share today, uh, and the first off I want to share, I, I asked them to, to write me their stories because I do not want them to have to sit up here for three services. So I'm going to just read their stories to you, And the first story that I want to read to you is a story from Stephen and Alyssa Nassif. Come on, she's sitting right here on the front row. So this is Stephen and Alyssa's story, and uh, they both wrote them individually. So I'm going to share Stephen's side, and then I'm going to share Alyssa's side, and then get ready with your noisemakers, because this is powerful. 2018, this is Stephen. What a year that was going to dictate the direction of the rest of my life. Would my family split up from a failed marriage would I focus on what the world deemed justifiable? Would I take a chance? Would I have faith and go against the world? Would I let the devil's plan for my family take place and satisfy my worldly pain? Or would I embrace the pain temporarily and follow God's will? You see, temporary discomfort doesn't seem temporary whenever you're at the rock bottom or when you're in the middle of it. But everything in this life is temporary. The only thing that is not And that is God's love for you. And no matter what you have done or what has been done to you, you can find comfort in God, our Father, and his love for you. It is simply a choice. You see, it was a choice for me that I made on January 1st, 2018. So this is exactly one year ago. Whenever I put my truck back into park, sitting in my driveway in Centerpoint, Louisiana. I didn't know it at the time, but God put in my heart that day the desire not to leave. He would walk me through our affair. And once I made the choice to stay with my wife, God's work started. It actually started with a Facebook devotional from OSC during the 21 days of prayer and fasting. Before we knew it, we were driving two hours every single Sunday to come to OSC because we felt like we were part of a spiritual family. We sold our house, we moved to Jennings, and it all started with a choice to let him transform my life. And if he can change my life, he can change yours. All you got to do is let him. Come on, that's powerful. Now good. (laughs) Stephen's not here. You got some love, Stephen, but it's not as much love as your wife's about to get. This is Alyssa's side. On the last day of 2017, I thought for sure my marriage was over. I thought my family would be torn apart all because of terrible decisions I made. Before that day, December 31st, January 2017, I was living a complete lie. I was going to church, but only just sitting in the seat. I was married to my high school sweetheart, but felt so alone. I was going to family functions, but completely distracted and distant. Everything was perfect on the outside, but I was not me, nor was I on the right path. Where had Alyssa gone? What happened to her? Where did her heart go? I was so lost, but only by the grace of God, something shifted. For the first time in my life, I truly felt God's love and his mercy. Stephen showed me the videos from the 21 days of prayer and fasting at OSC. On day five, Pastor Josh said the following words. I felt like he was speaking these words directly to me. 2018 can be your best year ever if it's your best year spiritually. He went on to say that I would have an opportunity to experience God's presence, God's power, and God's pruning. And boy, was he right. We decided we would make the two-hour drive every day to try OSC, and from the first time we walked in the building, I was amazed at the feeling of family in every inch of the building, There are probably around 80 churches in the biggest cities close to us, but OSC was different than anything we had ever been a part of. For eight months, we drove every Sunday to be a part of the OSC family. And in October, we bought a home here and loved being closer. We had no idea what God had planned for us, but looking back, we can see his work every step of the way. To sum up my year, I just have to say I found myself. I felt God chase me down only to let me know that he wants the best for me. I've gained wonderful friendships. I know that I am no longer a slave to sin or to guilt or to shame of my past. I got to experience freedom with a great group of women alongside my husband and we made the choice to be baptized the following Sunday and what an amazing experience it was. There was a lot of hard days this year. A lot of tears shed, a lot of uncertainty, and definitely a lot of heartache, but to see what God has done for our family is absolutely amazing. I love seeing my husband grow in his faith, walk with God, lead our family, our marriage better than it's ever been, because it's real, and we are so happy to be a part of true family that OSC has given. And now, let's celebrate all that God has done. Come on! Powerful powerful, powerful, powerful. I don't know if that was a good idea for me to give these. <laughs> you know, the incredible things about these stories is, how many know that's only God. God gets the credit for those things. God, God can take a Facebook devotional video and put it in the hands of someone who lives two hours away. God can take, come, how many know, that's why we don't despise small beginnings in small cities. Come on, how many know Jennings is changing the world one time at a time? We're going to do something here. But it's not just knowing God. Now that we really know God and we've given our hearts to the Lord, as you heard in Stephen and Alyssa's story and you'll hear in the other ones, it's, it's now taking the next step. And so let me share with you step two. Step one is knowing God, but step two is, is, is really finding freedom, is that you would find freedom. We do this, of course, in the context of our, of our life groups and relationships, but you know, the sign of a healthy body is that it has the ability to heal itself. The sign that you know a body is extremely healthy is that when it gets a cold or when it gets something, it, it has the ability and the strength to be able to fight some of those infections off. The Bible also says, listen to this, that the church is his body. Now think about this for a minute, that the church is his body. And our job as pastors and, and as, a, as a church family is to create a family and a body that is healthy so that when people come in that have infections, how many know when they get around the body, the infections got to go? Yeah. Let me put it a different way. Life change happens when there's life exchange. Life change happens when there's life exchange. You don't get life change by sitting in a seat. Sorry to tell you. You can know God, Partially, but if you really want to start finding freedom in your heart, freedom in your life, it comes within the context of relationships. Let me show you how this works. So life change happens in the context of life exchange. Watch this. Knowing God is what? We're surrendering to God and saying, God, I surrender my life to you. God, I I need you. This is what happens. God takes our sin and he exchanges it with his righteousness. How many know we get his exchange and then we start becoming more like Christ? How many know that's the greatest exchange ever? But then he takes it another step further and he says, that's not just enough though. Yes, you're going to start getting the life of Christ, but if you want to live like Christ and find real freedom in your life, now I'm going to put people in your life, and they're going to help you become more like Christ. How many know, man, you thought you were all like Christ until you got married? (laughs) And then you really thought you were like Christ when you had kids. I, I heard people say, man, if you want to love Jesus, stay single. If you want to become like Jesus, get married and have kids. Come on, isn't that the truth? It's easy to love God when there's no friction. But how many know when you put yourself in relationships with other sinners and you birth other sinners and you get around other people, how many know some of that stuff starts coming up? But it's good because it's life exchange that's happening and you're growing and you're learning and you're becoming better. And This is what God's doing on the inside of you and I. And so I I love what Pastor Jacob says and I kind of took it and made it my own because I believe this to be true for my own life and that is that Jesus saved my soul but the church saved my life. I want to tell you, it's very true. In my own life, yes, Jesus saved my soul, and I'm so grateful for that, but my life was radically changed by the church. So God has put the church in your your life so that you can see some real life exchange that happens in your life. So I, I, get get out your get out your little blowers. Let me let me show you some some stuff here in 2018 when it came to, to groups and getting in groups. Here we go. Look in 2018, 300 plus people joined the life groups in 2018. Come on, that's exciting to hear. Yeah. Let me show you let me show you the next one. Watch. Here, here's what I'm even more excited about. 136 people completed freedom this year. Come on, that is powerful. Yes. That is powerful. Listen. There's something so powerful about getting in the context of relationships. How many of you, just real quick, by a show of hands, how many of you got into a life group in 2018? You got into one this year, was a herd group, men's group, youth group, it doesn't matter, we got them all over, and I love that, that we got them for all different ages. But I wanna share a story with you, yet again, of, of a story of a, a woman that's in our church that had a real godly encounter with, her, with, with, with God, but then decided, it's, she's gotta take it another step further. This is Fela Connor. I'm going to share Fela's story. Fela's from Lake Arthur. Come on, any Lake Arthur in the house? Come on. Seven of y'all. Do y'all all sit on the left side? What's going on over here? It's like the Lake Arthur side over here. All right. So this is what Fela said. Watch this. I visited OSC for years, but never made the commitment to make it to church. Truthfully, I never really intended a church. I just did what I was taught to, be, to do to be a good Catholic. But through years of not really living through Christ, I made really many bad decisions. Three failed marriages, feeling unworthy, depressed, fighting anxiety, overweight, feeling like a bad parent. December 2017, my husband left me and I hit rock bottom. So what did I do? I turned to alcohol. My son was having to come get me from bars because I could barely walk out. I would black out, not remembering a thing the next day. In February 2018, my daughter moved out of my home because she said I was out of control and I needed help. In April, I was out drunk again, and I fell and I broke my wrist. I drove home. My son got home that night and found me passed out in the driver's seat of my car. He had to pick me up and bring me into the house, actually like he had to do many nights. That Sunday, I woke up hungover again. When I got up, the first thing I came to my mind was, I need to go to church. So she said, I got dressed, and I went to the 1115 service, because how I many you know that's the hungover service? Everybody... <laughs> on, somebody. That's the truth. We we made that service. (laughs) That's all right. We're going to have a 5 p.m. probably pretty soon, and that'll be the really hungover people. So she comes to 1115 service. She says, I was alone. I was beaten down, and I knew I had to change my ways, and I prayed for God to lead me and show me the way. When I was told about freedom, I knew I needed to sign up. I was lost. I was broken. I was chained down from my past sins and bad choices. I knew I needed this. Freedom weekend made me realize I was worthy, though, that I'm a child of God. And through my spiritual growth, I see all the things that I did wrong. And now, here's awesome. Now, my daughter lives with me again, and we attend service every single week. After freedom, I decided to be baptized. It felt natural. It felt like the right thing to do. When I woke up that morning, I was so nervous. I had butterflies in my stomach. It felt like I was getting married. She said, I guess, you know what? In a way, I was because I was declaring my life to Christ, and this was my ceremony of my commitment to him. I know that it will be a daily decision to continue to live through Christ, but I am so in love with Jesus, and I am so excited to spread his word. Yeah. Come on. That is a story right there. Come on. It's awesome. awesome. So can I challenge you this year? Listen, there, there really are, are we, we have so many different groups. Our life group semester will start off in February. We'll relaunch again. And of course, we've got marriage groups and men's groups and youth and, and uh, so many other activities and prayer. And, but there's two. If there's two that I can really strongly encourage you to be a part of, uh, if you have not been a part of these, I'm encouraging you to. First off, of course, is Freedom you'll hear us champion it. You'll hear us talk about it. You'll hear us really um, encouraging people to take that step because I'm going to tell you, listen, we all got junk in the trunk. We all got, I know you're looking at me like, Pastor Josh, I'm all good. Oh, you'd be surprised. Come on. How many of you through freedom was a little surprised that you had some stuff that you had thought were buried away that God brings to the top? And listen, it's not something to be scared of. It's something to be really excited about. Because what you don't realize is you've been hold, something's been holding on to you for so long. And as soon as you let that thing go, you'll realize, man, I can live burden free. And so we'd love for you. We'll start Freedom Groups in February again. And we'd love for you to get connected into that. And then, of course, our other one is our financial one. Because the two greatest ways that the enemy can trip you up in life is with your issues and with money. Yeah. Come on, how many you know that's true? Number one reason uh, uh, marriage people get divorced? Money. And so, how many know the two greatest things God wants to to be Lord of is you and your money? And how many know if you can let God deal with your issues and let God control your money, how many know 2019 is going to be a pretty good year? It's going to be a pretty good year. And so, I want to challenge you, I want to encourage you this year to get plugged in somewhere. When we do our big life group launch on February 10th, get plugged in. Here's another step for some of you, you've been in life groups for a while. Now, this year, 2019, is going to be your year to step out and lead one. It's going to be your year to step out and go, you know what? I'm going to just believe. I'm going to to lead my own freedom group or I'm going to lead a financial group or I'm going to just step out and do something and lead one this year. This is what God is calling us to do. Listen, God wants you to find freedom. Come on, how many want to get some freedom in your life? It happens in the context of relationships. Number three, our third step is now as we begin to discover purpose. Purpose. So not only are we finding freedom, now that, listen, now that all your stuff is cleared up, all that stuff is in your rearview mirror, here's the good thing. You can start looking forward and now you can start seeing clearly. Now God starts discovering and showing you your purpose. How many know Jesus didn't die so you could sit in church for an hour a week? Come on, I'm say that again. Jesus did not die so you could sit in church for an hour of a week. He died so that his spirit could come and live on the inside of you, and he could put you on purpose and on mission for his glory and what he wants you to do, and you could have some real joy in life because God's got something inside of you. This is what Scripture says. Scripture says it this way: 1 Peter 4:10, that God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. That God has put gifts on the inside of you. He's got some gifts that he wants in you. Use them well to serve other people. The two greatest days of your life, you ready? The day you're born, and the day you find out why. And many people celebrate the first one, but still don't know the second one. Why does God have you on this planet? What does he want you to do? He's got a purpose for you, he's got a calling for you, he's got something, he's got gifts and talents that he put on the inside of you that he wants you to use. You've gotta discover them. And so we, we developed Next Step, which is a two-Sunday class that we put together. It's one hour on one Sunday and one hour the next. It's during the eleven fifteen service, so your kids can be taken care of and you're out before lunch. But it's two hours that we give to you to help you discover what is those gifts that God's put inside of you. You'll do personal interviews with, a, with an actual coach that will walk you through and, and help you track through some of your life experiences and, and what are some of your passions and, and really help you get into a place where you can ultimately make a difference. Now, you can pull out your uh, noisemakers again because I want to celebrate just all that God did this year in 2018 when it came to Next Step and seeing people really take that next jump to get plugged into our life of our church. Ready? Here we go. In 2018, 119 people completed Next Step this year. Come on, we celebrate. That's awesome. Yes. Now, here, I want to I direct your attention to something, though. And here's my challenge for us, OSC. You ready? How many people got saved in 2018? 804. How many people took a next step? 119. I'm not saying that to put a damper on it. I'm saying that to challenge us, because how many know some people stop at salvation, not realizing God's got so much more for you. Don't stop there. Keep taking a step. God's got a step for you. And I'm telling you, this year, next week kicks off next step. We pushed it back one week. It's normally the first and second Sunday of the month. We pushed it back to next Sunday, first off, so I could just challenge you and encourage you today to take it. Take it, take it, take it, take it. And then secondly, for you to have some time to prepare, 11.15, come to the 9.30, this service next week, then plan next, next week to go to the 11.15. And sit with us for an hour, I promise you. We'd love to get you connected in. And that leads to number four, and this is the last and final, and that is that we wanna make a difference. We wanna make a difference, and that's why we have dream teams here at our church. That not only do we want you to go through the next step and discover your gifts, but discovering your gifts does nothing if you can't put it into play. How I many know, listen, listen to me closely. This may sound weird, but I want you to listen. Cows don't drink their own milk and chickens don't eat their own eggs. Do you know why? Because what they produce was never meant for them. Cows never drink their own milk and chickens never eat their own eggs because what God produces through them was never meant for them, was always meant for other people. And listen, if you want to experience the greatest joy in life, if you want to make a difference in your life, you realize that all the gifts that God has given you, it, notice that verse in 1 Peter says, use them to serve others. Listen, you want to make a difference this year, you got to get your eyes off yourself, you got to give it on others. Maybe 2018 was miserable because it was all on you. Come on, 2019, we're going to put it on Jesus and others. We're going to see joy in our marriage, joy in our life. Listen, joy does not come by going on vacation. I just went on one. I just came back. It was fun. We made a lot of memories. But how many know vacation with kids is not a vacation? All right. I need to go on a vacation now. Okay. We'll see you. JJ, you got next week. I'm out again. And so, no, I'm kidding. But it's fun, but that's not where you find joy. Buying new things and getting new things for Christmas. Awesome. Fun, but it's not where you find joy. Joy is found when you give your life away. I'm going to tell you, it's, it's... how do you find joy in your marriage? Give your life away. How do you find joy in your work? Give your life away. How do you find joy in, in, in your family? Give your life away. The only people that are miserable are the, are the people who only focus on themselves, not on giving it away. Are y'all with me here? Maybe 2019 might just be a year where you just take your eyes off yourself. You get it on some other people so you you can learn that you can make a real difference in life. And so we have dream teams. Our our dream teams are the incredible opportunity for people to make a difference in here. Get your noisemakers out. 2018, let me tell you what God did in our dream teams. In 2018, we had over 200 people join the dream team in 2018. Come on. Yes. We're excited. So I I want you to hear me closely. The dream team It's huge for us because it's the people who serve behind the scenes. Now, prominence and significance are two totally different things. See, what me and Pastor Baba and Pastor JJ, what we do on the stage is prominent. But it doesn't necessarily mean that it's the most significant. Because sometimes the most significant are not the most prominent. Prominent. The people who make the biggest difference are not necessarily the ones that are always seen. And listen, if you are invisible, it doesn't mean you're invaluable. You are valuable to this church because I'm going to tell you all the stories that you're hearing and you're listening. I'm about to share another one in just a minute. They all talk about the people that no one really everybody overlooks. None of these messages said like Pastor Josh had an amazing message. It wasn't in those. It was, the Parkers were great. The, the, the greeting was amazing. I felt like family. People loved me. The people that came around me. This is what God did. Let me share this story with you, this last story. This is from Don and Chandra Connor. I think they're here in the house. I think Don's, Don's in the back running the production, living the dream already. Watch this, watch. For a long time, we talked about going to OSC. Every time we passed the church, we talked about going. Then we were at a funeral that Pastor Josh was officiating and we made the decision that day that we were going to check out the church. So the very next Sunday we went and from the time we pulled into the parking lot, now watch this, the time we pulled into the parking lot, we knew that there was something special about this place. From the signs telling us that we were home to the parkers helping us park, then as soon as you walk into the doors, the greeters were there smiling, telling us hello. The feeling of belonging is so overwhelming. On our way home, it was all we could talk about. Now notice, they did not say, Pastor Josh had such an amazing message. Was not in there. Talked about the Parkers and the greeters and talked about the belonging. Because you know what? Because people that are invisible are the most valuable. And honestly, those are the people, our dream team is what makes our church what it is. For John and Chandra, it was was what absolutely blew them away. He said, they said this, we enjoyed it so much, we decided that we would go through next step. Good choice. Good choice. Chandra joined the photography dream team. At first, she did it just because she loved doing it, but she soon realized that it was actually a calling. Now, what most people don't know is that Chandra, when she started, was decent at photography, but as she grew in Christ and actually as she grew in her skill, she got pretty good at it. And Chandra actually this year started a business called Touched by Grace Photography. Come on, that's powerful. How many are thankful for the pictures that she took? All, oh, all. Oh. She reminded, me, she reminded me last week, she says, I've shot photography for the last 14 services. And Chandra, we thank you. You help our church be seen by so many people. Anybody wants to join her team? She's taking, she's taking applications. But it says, I, watch this, you're in. All right, you're in. Watch this, then Don says, I joined the Media Dream Team help produce videos online of the weekly sermons. And I loved hearing how the stories of the people that had been influenced by watching the videos of the sermons every week. Chandra and I both had this feeling though, that we were meant to go further. Now notice, I want you to notice this, that that doing what they did should be enough. But there was a sense inside of me like, I got to take another step. And so they said, we decided to go through freedom. And after we went through freedom, we decided to lead a freedom group. We saw that we could actually touch people's lives in such a personal way, not just from afar. See, all of this led me, this is Dawn speaking, all of this led me to eventually be a captain for the prayer team at a couple of our freedom conferences. And through the conferences, God began to lead me to start a prayer team here at our church. And so a new season in my calling was started. God then, notice, still not enough god then puts on our heart or my heart to get involved with osc youth and so i did i got i got to see up close and personal how special the younger generation can be and I, i love this we even started a youth prayer team which has been powerful i would say that we have come so far but that would suggest that this is the end of our growth see god's word tells me that this is just the beginning of our story our strengths are not what we have done to serve, but what God has done in us and what God continues to do through us. Come on, let's celebrate Jesus and all that. Don, we're so proud of That's awesome. Listen, I I wish I could... I wish I... I'm going to pull somebody. I'm about about to choke on that thing. Oh, it's my son. Okay. I... uh. I'll deal with you later. And um, <laughs> Listen, I, I wish we could honestly stand up here and share countless more stories. Because as I look across this room, I see so many new faces that in 2018 you came here and God radically changed your life. And I, you know what I love the most is that we're just getting started. And, and maybe some Sunday soon we'll do a, a story Sunday and just share what God is doing. Because listen... The most powerful thing you have is your story. And you might go, my story's not that good. I trust me. If Jesus is in it, it's the best story ever. It's the best story ever. I would challenge you actually this year, maybe even today or this week, jump on Facebook and share your story. Like the brokenness, the hurt, the pain. People are not impressed with strengths, but they connect with weakness. From these stories of God taking an affair and mending and healing a marriage, to what God did in Fela's life, taking a a drunk alcoholic and radically changing her life and mending and restoring her family, to God radically moving in Don and Chandra's life and showing them that they have more in them that they can do to make a difference in this world. All of us in here are on a journey. All of us are at different steps in this journey. Let me tell you what what our prayer is for you for 2019. It's the last blank on your notes, and then we can shut it down. Our prayer for 2019 as we go into this year is, listen, is that you would take a step. That's That's all we're asking, is that you would take a step. Whatever God is calling you to do right now, even as we were talking through this, some of you have known God's been telling you, you need to do this for a while, and you just haven't done it maybe it's to surrender your life to jesus maybe it's to finally just commit and get plugged into the life and family of this church maybe it's to jump on a dream team maybe it's to join a life group and just get connected you have been isolated for so long and god is calling you to be a part of the family listen you only get as much of the family that you're a part of and so if you wonder why no one's calling you Or you wonder why nobody's reaching out to you? Or you wonder why nobody's caring for you? It could be because you're not involved in the family. The closer and deeper you get into the family, the more family you get to experience. Are you all with me today? And so this is a year for us as a church to take a step. I want you to do this right now. Would you bow your heads? Close your eyes. And the only reason we do it, there's nothing spiritual about it. It's It's just for us just to have a moment, get rid of all the distractions that are around us. If you're here in this place, and you would say, Pastor Josh, man, even just hearing some of these stories, I know that the step that I need to take is to know God. It's, it's, it's the, the greatest question that can be, ever be asked, and that is, how can I be born again? How can I know God personally? Well, it's as easy as ABC. We admit that we are sinners, that apart from Christ, we can do nothing, that we can't earn our way to heaven, we don't deserve to get to heaven, that literally our, our sin has separated us from God, there's no priest, there's no pastor, there's no church attendance, no communion, no baptism that can make you right with God. The only thing that makes us right with God is putting our full, and faith, full faith in Jesus. That we be believe that Jesus died on the cross. He, he rose again to conquer sin, death, hell. That he took our sin and our shame and our guilt and, and that we see that we confess that he is Lord of our lives right now. If you're here in this room, you say, 2019, New Year, New me, new relationship with God. I want to know God more this year than ever before. I want to be born again. Count me in. On the count of three, I want you to shoot your hands up. One, two, three. That's you going up all over the place. Come on, all over this place. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25. Come on. You can put your hands down right there where you are. Come on, we're gonna gonna say this all together as a church family. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I believe that Jesus is Lord, that you came, you lived a life I couldn't live. You died a death that I deserve to die. You took my sin, my shame, my guilt. Today, I surrender my life to you. Holy Spirit, be my helper. Jesus, be my Lord. God, be my Father. And heaven, be my home. Thank you for taking my sins, for cleansing me. Be the Lord and Savior of my life. In Jesus' name.